Um, no, did you see the trailer for Freaky? Is that the Vince Vaughn body swap horror thing? Horror? Yeah, I was, I was on Twitter right now and I just remembered about it. I was going to ask you about it earlier. I have not watched the trailer for it. I was playing Avengers with Jordy and he'd watched the tra- trailer for it while I was doing something. It looks so good. Does it look good? Because well, I didn't know. Do you think. do you like Happy Death Day? Only the first one. Okay, Let's it's in a similar vein to that. It's from the same guy who made it, Christopher Landon. All right. It just looks like an absolute meme of a time. Vince Vaughn is basically playing a high school girl and Catherine Newton is playing a, a serial killer. And Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's good at playing creepy people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's good at that nonsense. Well, because well, they body swap and um, he becomes her when he kills her and she becomes him. So it's just him. The trailer's just him running around screaming and complaining about how he looks and stuff because obviously he's a, he's a teenage girl. Oh my god. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like peak cinema really and I think we should all appreciate Oscar worthy, do you think you think we're gonna be talking about Vince Vaughn's performance here in the similar vein as Jack Black's Oscar winning turn and Jumanji? If Vince Vaughn doesn't get an Oscar nomination for Freaky, and if Kevin James doesn't get an Oscar nomination for that film Becky, where he also plays like a, a Nazi serial killer, then <laughs> we're doing something wrong. Did you watch Becky? I've not seen that yet. No, no, but I, I have the option to get a screener for it. I think you need to because I, I was I was I was wanting to, but I was unsure. I I didn't know. Some part of me didn't want to watch the film because it's so much of a meme that Kevin James is in this serial serious serial killer role. Yeah, I I I was tempted to. I nearly bought the film on iTunes when it came out in like April for like twenty bucks or whatever. Just because I wanted to watch it, because it's quite funny. You know what? Um, I never got around to it. I will email while we record and try get a screener for it. <laughs> we can talk about it because it's not out yet here. Put it in the subject line: urgent. We, <laughs> we have to... Urgent need screener now, please. <laughs> it's for the podcast. <laughs> we need live to talk about it. Maybe we need a resurgence of all comedy actors doing freaky roles. We had Adam Sandler. He did a little bit of a, not like too, it wasn't a fascist, but he was slightly insane, which is in under yeah. gems. Um, Kevin James and Becky. Um, You've got Vince Vaughn and Freaky. Vince Vaughn, yeah. Who else? Could we get Owen Wilson playing a serial killer next? I think that would be great. I, I don't know why he hasn't yet. Get Kevin Hart in there as well. Exactly. I think Will Ferrell's done like two serious films in his entire life. and they were Has like, he? decent is everything must go not serious i've never seen it is is stranger than fiction not supposed to be a drama that might be the one i'm thinking of yeah there's there's like there's like two serious ones that like he he's in and then obviously vin diesel playing a serial killer did you i sent you that picture yeah so right no i need you to talk about this because (laughs) is this is this a movie that's already out is it coming out is it real it came out in 2006 so earlier this week i sent away a picture of a of vin diesel with hair from a movie (laughs) it's from it's a movie like perfectly legal or something we will we will make that a thumbnail for this week's episode yes we have to um vin diesel hair movie (laughs) is that what you're googling Uh, i found an article on ifc.com and it's by brian Steele. And for much very often, it's got a timeline of Vin Diesel's hair in movies. <laughs> Go um, on. 
so we have we have he's had a smaller buzz cut but he's um it's only very recently in the fast and furious movies where he's completely shaved it all off like there's none left like usually you'd have like a little bit of stubble you know what i mean just like kind of sitting around yeah those uh, are like oh fast God, movies have from? that what is this from i've found vin diesel with an afro um what uh-huh um, vin diesel with an afro He's still known as. Uh, uh, you have to dig deep into the past, a time where he was still known as Mark Sinclair, aspiring breakdancer. <laughs> <laughs> in a tight, a tight afro. That, <laughs> that way he wouldn't get in the head. <laughs> I've just seen. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. I see it. It's so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, and then obviously, in the last Witch Hunter, in the flashback scenes or whatever. He has a he has massive hair. beard and some hair. Yeah. But the hair in um, Find Me Guilty is probably the best, I think. You know? It's, well, it's horrible. You sent me that photo and I thought it was fake. <laughs> well, who wouldn't, okay? It's, a, <laughs> it's an odd-looking photo. And he didn't win an Oscar for that? Was he supposed to, though? <laughs> Wait, does... Sit, does... Is this... Sidney f- Lumet, isn't he like pop? Isn't he like famous? Yeah, he is. I was gonna say, does the film yeah. have good reviews? Uh, relatively good reviews. Oh my god, uh, what is this? Sixty-two percent approval rating. No way. Channels, and it bombed very hard. No way. <laughs> that sounds. Peter Dinklage is in it as well. <laughs> oh no, this sounds like an absolute I have masterpiece. To find this movie. I think we all we we need to we need to come back. We need to review this movie. I think I have to have I have to I have to add this to the collection. Radio Times gave it three stars. That's not bad. It's fifty p. Jordy was gonna call Jordy there. Oh wait, it's fifty p. Oh my, and it's in Glenroth for CEX right now. Oh my god. How Get me a copy. Perfect. How perfect. Get me a copy. Can we do that? Let's just do. Let's just do um, a, a live commentary of finding me guilty. As like a bonus episode at some point. The quote on the front here, okay, it's just too blurry to figure out. This film runs on pure diesel. <laughs> so that's um, that's my review for Fast Nine right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll tide you over, I think. That definitely ties you over until um, it's apparent. It's a comedy drama. It's a comedy. Oh, it's a no. comedy film. <laughs> yes, this is. I've always said to myself, Vin Diesel comic actor that's what i've well have you not seen the pacifist he's very funny in that uh, sorry the, the, pacifist. the pacifist i mean the pacifier the yes i have seen the pacifier i i not for a long time to be fair but i can't say that i enjoyed his performance in the pacifier vin diesel stars in the pacifist it'd be a, a, a turn for him after being in films like bloodshot <laughs> Oh my! Should we should we start? Should we should we move on and start now? Since I feel like this is yeah. I feel like I feel like Vin we probably Diesel. should. Hello and welcome to Thirty Five Minute Movies. You've already been introduced to us for the last like five, five ten minutes of us rambling about Vin Diesel. I'm Cameron, and as always, I'm joined by my best bud, Oasis. How's it going? It's going good, man. How how are you? We just had a very amusing conversation about Vin it's, Diesel uh, with hair. I don't want to stop our Vin Diesel conversation because I feel like <laughs> this podcast should now just be retitled Vin Diesel with hair, a collection of 
ramblings around the movies he has here in. We should rate them. That's what we should do. We should make a spin-off podcast in which we find all the movies Vin Diesel has any kind of hair in and just do a commentary and then a kind of breakdown at the end and rate the hair. That sounds good. Would you to be me. interested in interested in doing that? I I'm because... very, very keen for that. As long as we do live commentaries as well. Yes, of course. That'd be like live commentaries in a separate podcast, maybe like a thirty minute dissection of the film, <laughs> just talking about the hair, the volume of the hair, the style and just Vin Diesel in general and his 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 um acting prowess. You know, he's he's a he's a god amongst men. He is. He actually very truly is. Yeah, so it's um, a very, very quiet day today. This is a 35-minute movies. This is where we talk about the news. We review some movies and we talk about what's coming out in the next week or so. Um, shall we start? Or shall we just jump into the news? Because yes, there's not? not a lot going on this week. But yeah. it, has been, it has been a very quiet week for movies. Um, last week was pretty quiet as well, but that's no bad thing. Um, last week, literally, I think, as we stopped recording as always happens with us um a big bit of news broke and that was that uh, matt reeves his batman film which resumed production here in the uk was shut down because a member of the cast slash crew um had coronavirus and that was the article and then a couple of hours later it was revealed that the person that had coronavirus was Robert Pattinson himself. There's that whole article about how one of the producers said that Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be raw and not sanitized. Well, this is what you get, Robert Pattinson. They said there was rumours they'd already gone back into production without him, but apparently that was false. So it remains to be seen what happens with this. Yeah, I feel like they'll probably take... Um, you'll probably have his time to quarantine, and then they'll probably take extra safety measures i mean they might do a tom cruise and buy a ship for their cast so they can how does that work surely you'd be in more danger on the ship well so what he did was he bought a ship with his own money and basically he's just letting the cast and crew stay there so that they're not really going out and interacting with people and so that it is just contained for cast and crew to like minimize their interaction with the outside world which there's some logic to it but also that's a lot of money to be to be dropping i think he spent like eight hundred thousand or something like that from what yeah. i read yeah i i'd love to be on the ship that would like, be i'd cool. love to just vlog my experience of that because that sounds insane that's on every single level you know did you see that trailer that dropped i did it's uh, the trailer for. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to have a shot? Love this, love this, this guy's name. No, I'm not exposing myself like this again. Dennis Villanueva. <laughs> Dennis Villanueva's June is um yeah got its first trailer. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, insane stuff. It looks, it looks brilliant. I didn't, I didn't really expect it not to look brilliant. I mean, Danny Villanueva is really brilliant at what he does. So. I was expecting nothing less than high quality, and I yeah, got that high quality. I I was very very excited. It's maybe my most anticipated film of the year at this point, um, and it has been for a while. So I was very excited to sort of get a proper look at it, and it didn't really disappoint. The fact that they have a Pink Floyd song in the trailer, just I mean that tells you everything you need to know about it. 
Um, exactly. I, I do worry that it's going to alienate people. Like, the trailer gave me that vibe. I always thought it was going to, but that trailer definitely sort of confirmed that that fear. Yeah, I would, I would say that it's not going to be for everyone, for sure. And I think this is going to really... I think it's going to be even harder for people than Blade Runner. Yeah. And that's worrying, really, because... Blade Runner made barely any money as it is, so I can't imagine this is going to do much better, especially in COVID time. Yeah, well, the thing is, the because they're splitting it into two movies, so this is obviously the first half of the book, and the trailer was making it seem like a very action-heavy adventure film. It's really not that at all. Like, there's a few action sequences in the first half of the book, but mm-hmm. it's really any. It's like the complete opposite, and... The fact that obviously the trailer has to market it that way to get audiences in, but I just think that the audiences that do come in might be disappointed if that's the film they think they're getting. If you're going for Zendaya and Timmy, you will not yeah. be disappointed. Either. And Zendaya's not even going to be in it a lot because her character, spoiler alert, her character turns up halfway through the book. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, so if they're only splitting the first half of the book then Zendaya fans are going to be disappointed to probably find that. Unless he's, like, reshuffled things, she's not going to be in it loads, I suspect. But I'm not a massive Zendaya fan, so I don't really care. Well, I was going to say there's rumours that it might be delayed to 2021, and Wonder Woman might take the November-December spot that it currently has. Yeah, that's that's kind of disappointing, because isn't it beca- it's because of the, the tale that they want Tenet to have, which I don't think it's going to have, I think it's going to drop pretty hard. Yeah. Um, they because is it California's not really open yet, is it? Probably. Yeah. So some places in the in the states are still under lockdown, and obviously the film has been performing well given the circumstances. But I think they want to give it a longer run so that it can make more money. Mm-hmm. That makes um, sense. But which it, also... it makes complete sense. But obviously it's gonna probably hinder, maybe not Wonder Woman as much, but it'll definitely hinder June because we've discussed it before. I don't think it's gonna survive in 2021 i think it's barely going to survive in december um also other things to look forward to lff got this uh, program announced uh we're confused just still in gen in general of like the press side but apart from that any standouts for you um Um, soul the world premiere of soul is happening at the film festival they've not done the best job of explaining it for press because obviously it's happening in London, but sort of simultaneously across the UK. Um, and the same is for press, but we've not really been told much about it because obviously we're getting online press access as well. And there's a bit of confusion as to what films are going to be available online and how. Apparently all of them are, but also maybe not. Yeah, as I've heard like six different variations of 10 different things. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, what about you? What, we'll did, see... what, what stood out from the program for you? Yeah, Colin, the Colin Firth one, uh, Supernova with Stanley. Is Stanley, Stanley, Stanley Tucci in that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the the main. They they play a gay couple on like a road trip or something. And yeah. It's just Across perfection. Scotland. Yeah, perfection. Love it. But I think that has some good early buzz as well. I believe that was at. I want to say Venice. I could be wrong. That and um, Nomadland as well, which was coming from Chloe Zhao. Yes, director of Eternals. Yes, and. Yes. A horse, the rider. I was about to say a horse movie, and then I remembered the rider. <laughs> a horse movie. 
Hit the nail on the head there. Yep. What can I movie. say? She made a good horse movie. <laughs> we love the horse movies. Um. So yeah. yeah, we will be covering LFF this year. Yeah, and um, to to finish off today, I know usually the news. Okay, I've, I've kind of taken it over. No, that's uh, okay. To, to finish off, um, Sasha Baron Cohen has apparently shot and um edited and finished Borat Two. Yes. For some reason. Which just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, it was just announced the other day that apparently he has gone out and filmed it and apparently it's mostly done. Um, no one knows anything else about it. There's no release date. Um, apparently the plot will follow Borat in hiding because after the first film he basically now thinks he's a superstar. Yeah. And it's him sort of hiding from the public, which obviously I think Sasha Baron Cohen doing anything is going to make for some funny hijinks and the first Borat was hilarious I thought see I thought it was good I because I remember um there was one set photo that someone saw him driving like fake driving a car being towed around um, a couple months ago as Borat and then obviously I obviously did that thing at the anti-vaccine rally in um California yeah and I thought it was part of a new tv show he was doing but it looks well, like see- it's so he he has he has jumped in yeah. jumped in and out of the character a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of suspected it was another one of those incidents where he was just in character for you know I guess just for the lol. But no, it turns yeah. out it turns out he was making making another movie. We'll have to see how this is. Um, I'm interested. I'll ah, yeah. have a look. You need to you need to watch the well. first one though. You've not seen it. I need to watch the first one. I I I I've seen I've seen clips of the first one. It's, I mean, it's one of those ones like I've watched it through clips on youtube since i was like six so it's very <laughs> funny very 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 funny well i'll have to i'll have to check that out i'll uh, get back to you on i will I i'll tell you what one. that is a film i would be very happy paying a premiere access fee of like nine nineteen for i wonder if that's the route they'll go i can't see it coming to cinemas i can't see this coming to, i think it would be like a netflix or an amazon prime or something. i think so I yeah see, i can't see it coming to cinemas in this day and age but i could be wrong yeah, it'll be interesting to see what format it's going to take. Yeah, speaking of stuff that's not coming to cinemas, Mulan, Disney Plus, nineteen ninety nine. Did you regret pay- paying the nineteen ninety nine? You know what? I was very, very hesitant about it, and I have to admit, a part of me did think about torrenting it, All just right. because it just seemed a little steep, and I thought I was going to be the only one in my family that was going to watch it. But um, no, we ended up having a movie night, and we all watched it. Um, and it was really good. I thought it was very enjoyable. It was worth nineteen ninety nine. Um, because I know that it's now on my account, and I feel like well, I'm not obviously gonna rewatch it anytime soon. I know my my siblings probably will. Yeah, that's pretty good then. I I had a similar experience where uh, I didn't watch the Sunday. I watched it on the big. I watched it on the big screen with the family. I can't say I was. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was fine. Like it was maybe like a two and a half three star film. I thought some of the set pieces were good, um, but apart from that, I wasn't. And cricket, cricket can have my soul. Yeah, see, I would give it. I have it as three stars in Letterbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think as far as Disney live action remakes go, and I think my opinions have been quite out there on them in that I have not liked them. I thought oh, right. it tried. It was different enough. Like, it it still had the sort of same heart and... Well, it had the same sort of themes and messages of the original. 
and it was trying to do something a little bit different with it in that it was trying to make it a bit of an action movie and it was you know which is obviously quite different from the original um i yeah. do think i do think it deserved to be seen in a cinema because as you say it was huge it's 200 million dollars um obviously that's going to look pretty no matter what I, I I had to say I thought it I thought some of the some of the action did feel like a almost like Western rip off interpretation of like other Chinese films. Um, oh, you think so? Like, yeah, I just didn't I didn't. I understand it's Disney and I get its corporation and I know I I like I enjoyed Aladdin and all that and and Beauty and the Beast and stuff, but it just felt some of it felt kind of soulless to me, and I, I I've never had that before with a Disney film, but some of it felt really kind of just blatantly just not quite right like it never nothing said and i think it was because i felt it, it felt like a rip-off of similar chinese movies and it was obviously yeah. trying to cater to it was trying to do this weird balancing act of cater to the chinese audience and cater to us because they knew they thought at least that the chinese audience would be their biggest market for this i don't think i people mean mean criticism of it uh like people i've spoken to at work and stuff they were like oh i can't believe it's got no singing and no like it's not like and no mushu and I was like it doesn't need that like it didn't need that and I don't think it would have benefited at all if it had that yeah I agree I feel like it did I would agree with you in that it did feel a bit soulless and vapid in that it didn't have the heart of the original but I think partly partly why these animated films are so good is because animation can convey things that live action can't mm-hmm there's things you can do with that medium and things that you can sort of convey that you just can't in live action. And I think a big thing is, is, is heart and the sort of charm that the original has. It just can't be replicated with live action. Yeah. Uh, just a quick, just out of your previous feelings on the other live action Disney films, where would you set this then and like a list of them? What so, would you say is the best one? I mean, the best I think is Pete's Dragon. See, that's the, one, the only one I've not seen. Oh, see, I think that's fantastic. I feel like it's the most different from its source material. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had David Lowry in for that, who obviously did like a ghost story and Ain't Them Body Saints. It's got a very independent feel. Like it feels right. like a very small film. Um, and so I, that's, that's my favorite. And then I would maybe have to say that, well, then The Jungle Book probably. Um, yeah, The Jungle Book is really good. Like, yeah, really Jungle Book's fantastic. And then Maleficent. Do people count that as a live-action remake? I quite enjoyed that. Some people do. I I don't know if I do, but I, I, do, I don't like the Maleficent movies that much. Like, I haven't seen the sequel, not. but I, I do enjoy the first one. Mm-hmm. And then I would maybe say Mulan, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King at the bottom. See, I really enjoy Aladdin, just because... I thought it was really fun. I thought they kind of nailed the whole. It was. I thought it was different. It was the same kind of movie, but I thought it was um, different enough and also very entertaining. But I thought is, Will Smith is Will Smith was great in that. Yeah, he 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 did a lot of the heavy lifting for me for that movie. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, no. It's uh, what are we what are we do next from Disney Little Mermaid? Is that what's? I think so. I've sort of lost track of their live-action remakes. I know we've got Cruella on the way as well at some point. Yes, that was that's Emma Stone. Done. That should be ready to go. I I think yeah. I think they've already filmed that. Um, and I believe 
there was talks of a Jungle Book sequel many years ago. Yes, I think so. I think that and The Lion King will be getting sequels from John Favreau when he's kind of left the Mandalorian to live on its own. I see. I wonder. I wonder if they're if they're making sort of headway on the Jungle Book without him because that's mainly visuals first, and then the sort of rest comes in after, does it not? Well, no. They they film it in a virtual production. I think oh, they'll do yeah, it no, like they did, they did, they did with that, yeah. So they'll film it in a virtual production environment with like VR headsets and stuff. But they'll have to add Mowgli in as well, which is will be interesting to see how they do that because they can't do it all virtual because they'll have to have, have Mowgli in some kind of blue screen. Unless they use the volume uh, from ILM's like stagecraft um, production suite stuff, um, which was the big LED screens they used in The Mandalorian. Really interesting. I cannot... I cannot wait till more things start using the the volume because it is just the potential for that is insane. So I was just, just looking here. Cruella's actually got a release date for twenty eighth of May two thousand twenty one. So that's the next one, and then you've got the Little Mermaid, which is in the works. The Sword in the Stone is in the works. Peter Peter Pan is in the works with again David Lowry. Um, Pinocchio. We've obviously got the Pinocchio film that's possibly. Um, getting underway with, with casting and stuff and then you've got Tinkerbell uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Lilo and Stitch Prince Charming See a lot of these are going to Disney Plus as well like yes. Lilo and Stitch I know is going to Disney Plus um, Yeah is that Sword of the Stone might be going to Disney Plus I, and Robin Hood as well Robin Yes, Disney they were re- remaking Robin Hood as well so a, a lot of remakes Yeah, many and <laughs> many remakes fair... You can you can kind of complain about it all you want, but like fair play to them, they're just giving them people what they want because, I mean, they wouldn't make them if nobody watched them. I was gonna say you know yeah, I mean? no, we we can complain about them all that we do, but the films are you know box office juggernauts. Both Aladdin and Lion King made over a billion dollars, so mm-hmm. money talks. I'd love to see an Aladdin too. I'd love to see that, um, just more genie, and then do something original as well would be quite interesting to me. I would be I would be interested in seeing sequels because I feel like they have the opportunity to do something different with them because I know that the sequels that these films do have aren't very good. Yeah, they're all straight to video and kind of less production quality and stuff. So. Yeah, so I I feel like they could they have the possibility of of taking sequels in a new direction and really making live action remakes feel necessary. I guess mm-hmm. because at the moment you know, yeah, people go out and see them, but they are just, for the most part, you know, sort of shot for shot. At least I know, like, Beauty and the Beast was. The Lion King was pretty identical. Yeah. I thought Aladdin did enough, personally. I thought that had sort of... That's probably, like, one of my favourites. I've not seen the Cinderella one either, actually. I, so, I actually have not seen Cinderella either, but I have heard that that was pretty decent. That's Brana. That's kind of Brana. Yeah. And Lily James as well, who's mm-hmm. just great. Yeah. Um, so there's only one more review I think we've got to do, and you've you're the only one to see this film. I keep meaning to ask you about it. Yeah. Um, so this is Enola Holmes, which is a Netflix release that's coming out on September 23rd, and basically it's based on Nancy Springer's young adult novel series. So she wrote. Uh, a series of books called Enola Holmes, which basically imagines Sherlock with a little sister called Enola. And 
this is the film adaptation of it and i have to say it's really good i i really really enjoyed it it's a very charming movie mm-hmm. um it's so it stars millie bobby brown as enola holmes and then you've got henry cavill as sherlock which is just perfect casting <laughs> um like just think i mean think of sure i mean yeah it's just perfect casting it's it's, it's exactly what you'd expect Henry Cavill is Sherlock Holmes to be. And uh, basically, yeah, so she's like their little sister and their mum disappears and she sets out after them. And it's there's several different mysteries going on at one time. So obviously, she's off looking for her mum. Sherlock's looking for her. And there's another disappearance that they both get involved in. And it's just, it's just, it's just a really delightful movie. Like, it's a very optimistic movie. Like, it's very sort of in your face with its energy and um it's it's a very sort of fast moving um movie but yeah no i I had i had a lot of fun with it millie bobby brown is is great um as is henry cavill and even sam claflin is fantastic and it's like it's just it's it's aimed at a younger demographic but there's something for everyone in there like the mysteries well they're not too complicated they'll still sort of stay a step ahead of you and um, the action is really good and there's just a lot of fun to be had with it and a lot of heart in the dynamic that um, Enola has with, with Sherlock as well. Awesome. So that'll be a big hit, big hit for Netflix, do you think? Good. I think so. I think they're trying to launch a franchise with this and I feel like they've tried to do that several times this year with obviously the old guard project power and extraction. I think this is maybe the best of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting and... because it's not a Netflix film because they yeah. bought off Warner Brothers. Yeah. They uh, offloaded it. So I wonder if Warner Brothers are going to be regretting this. Uh, well, soon. the thing is, it, it very much has a feel to it that those don't in that I think you can tell it was... It feels more cinematic, certainly, than those do. Interesting. And I think it definitely... If it, if it goes well, I think it will hopefully lead into a franchise um, for Millie Bobby Brown. I want, I want to say she has a big following. I'm not entirely sure, but I think she does. I know Henry Cavill does. Yeah, but it's 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 a Netflix film. It's a family movie. I think it's it's going to be a big hit. I imagine. I mean, my again, my I started watching it on my own, and then my brothers came down, and they sort of got so in, in, into it as well that they just sat and watched the whole thing with me. So we're reaching the end of this episode. Uh, we just have time now to talk about what's coming out. Should we talk about what's coming out this week, which is? Um, for the 11th of September, which is the date this podcast goes up. Yeah, so coming out today, we have um, The Road's Not Taken, which is the movie that we were discussing last week, which we couldn't remember the name of. Yep, Javier Bardem, isn't it? Isn't this? Yeah, Javier Bardem, um, Sally, look, Sally, no, Salma Hayek, um, Elle Fanning, and it's directed by Sally Potter. And then we've also got The Broken Hearts Gallery, which is a rom-com produced by Selena Gomez. And you were saying there was a film called Savage coming out this week? Yes, there's a gang, a New Zealand gangster movie called Savage or something that's coming out. It's 18 rated, looks pretty intense. Um, just sort of appeared on Cineworld's listings. No one was really expecting it to come out. So, well, interesting to see how this is. Yeah, so they're all out today. And then next week, um, we've got a few big releases. So we've obviously got Bill and Ted Face the Music, which we, we talked about last week. So that's available from... September 16th, that'll be in cinemas. And yep. then you've got The Devil All the Time on Netflix, which is 
the film that's known as the Tom Holland Robert Pattinson movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is interesting. No one's speaking about that yet. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I I have an in with Netflix, and they're not releasing screeners for it yet. And the film is a few days away. And normally Netflix are quite good with their embargoes in that if they have faith in a film like Enola Holmes or I'm thinking yeah. of ending things, their embargo breaks quite early. Or if it's a project power kind of thing, then the embargo breaks really late. So I wonder what this one's going to be like. Yes. I mean, they're they're not even giving screeners out yet, let alone um, not lifting the embargo. Also weird it's a releasing on a Wednesday. Netflix don't really do that with movies. Yeah, that's, that's a, an, another very interesting point because at first I saw September 16th and when I was looking at my calendar, I was like, that can't be right because that's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, no, it's releasing. I wonder if they're taking a new tactic with that then or if it's just they're wanting to dump it. But it's too big a cast to just dump. So. Well, I was going to say all signs at the moment point to it being dumped, but then the cast is unreal i mean you've got what tom holland robert pattinson um jason clark uh riley keogh i don't know i've not i don't even look at i just know robert pattinson and tom holland in it just yeah see that, that's what i'm saying it's known as like the tom <laughs> holland robert pattinson movie both of which have very strong fan bases yeah definitely so i think there'll be a, a big hit at least in the first week yeah so. but it'll be interesting to see how how it is uh quality wise <laughs> And then uh, that later on that week is that the 18th? Is that the that's the Friday, isn't it? The 18th is the yes. Friday. Yes, yeah, the Friday is so the 18th. They have we have Rocks, which was at LFF and Glasgow Film Festival. Well, I've not seen it. Uh, you've not seen it, but apparently it's okay. It's like, yeah, we've it's heard it's all right. decent. And you've also uh, got Miss Miss Juneteenth. That's in the cinemas as well. I don't know what that's about. I just I seen some previews of it around <laughs> it, trying to get word out. And there's um, also that horror film Antebellum, with, which stars um, Janelle Monet. And is that hitting cinemas here, or is that just going digital it's, here? I know it's on demand. I don't know if that's the UK as well. I feel like it's not. Um, the film's absolutely tanking review-wise. The embargo lifted, like, two weeks ago. Oh, dear. Which is very interesting. Yes, yeah, so, so that's uh, everything that's coming out for the next couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we'll be talking about some of these movies next week. Um, as always, you can find us um, on Spotify, iTunes. We're, we're here every Friday talking about movies. Otherwise, you can find me personally on Twitter at Oasis Oasis or on thefilmbite.com. And you can find Cameron. Where can they find you? Uh, at Cam's OG on Twitter and um, oifilms.com. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, Soon. one day. But uh, yeah, otherwise, that's it for for this week. So thanks for joining us for another episode of 35 Minute Movies. If you have survived this long, then thank you. Yep, we'll see you next week.